Hey there, my beautiful friends. I thought I'd lighten it up a little bit today. The topics recently have been a little heavy, and as we're going into the heavy and hot summer days, I thought I'd just, you know, go back to the roots of why I became a nutritionist, basically because I love food. So today we are talking all about some healthy summer meals that we can whip up in a flash that are not going to bog us down, that are not going to leave us feeling heavy and overstuffed and all the things that we really don't want during the summer months. So grab a pen and take some notes and be sure to look in the show notes for links to my favorite recipes this summer. Hey there, beautiful. I'm so glad you stopped by. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of More Than Hope Podcast, where we will openly discuss how to find that wonderful, radiant, vivacious goddess that you once knew and bring her back to life. I'm Wendy, holistic nutritional consultant, and I know we're going to be best friends because I know that it takes more than just hope and the occasional carrot to reach your heart's desire. And I want to help by offering you real solutions, because after all, you're a real woman dealing with real issues in the real world. Let's face it, life can be tough sometimes. Heck, our own inner voice can be our own worst enemy, and it's hard to get out of our heads and see the reality of life. But when we have someone to turn to, someone to lean on, someone who has our backs and gets us, life can be a little easier. We smile more. We laugh more. We appreciate life more. I'm here to tell you that I am that someone. I'm on your side. And truth be known, I love you. So grab your carrot and let's get started. Welcome back, my friends. During the summer months, you probably are less inclined to eat heavy, hot meals and are looking for more of a lighter fare. I know I am. The good news is that it's not only these lighter meals are more pleasant to eat in the crazy hot heat that we get in the summertime, but many of them are very healthy as well too. So I'm going to give you a few examples of some really wonderful dishes that I enjoy during the summertime, and I'm going to leave the links in the show notes so you can, you know, grab those there or just grab a pen and, you know, jot the things down as we go. So one of the first things I really love to have around the house during the summertime is a fruit bowl. It doesn't matter what fruit it is in it, but I'm always, you know, making sure that there's a bowl of some kind of berries with other kinds of fruits in them. I think specifically right now I have raspberries, blackberries, um, cut up strawberries, and uh, I bought some mango and, you know, I will cut up a banana to put in that, maybe throw some grapes in it. These are all wonderful things. And people seriously underestimate the power of eating fruit, not just in health, but due to the fact that, you know, that's so easy to put together. When you eat fruit, it helps your body to carry all the sorts of essential functions that help with your digestive health. These are things that are very much overlooked for the people that are on carb restrictive kind of diet or eating plans. And I, you know, it really just kind of saddens my heart because they are missing out on some great, great, um, not only wonderful tasting foods, but 
opportunities for increasing the amount of antioxidants and vitamins and phytonutrients and chemical uh, phytochemicals in their, into their bodies on a regular basis, as well as water. Um, you know, during the summer, we tend to be a little bit more dehydrated. We're not drinking as much. We're, we're moving more. We're sweating more. Um, and we unfortunately have a tendency not to drink a little bit more. So when we're taking in fruits like cantaloupe and watermelon and grapes, these are great, great opportunities for rehydrating the body on, you know, a different level altogether. Um, before we go any further, though, I really just for my people that are kind of frightened of fruit, please give yourself the opportunity to start looking at fruit in a different perspective with the understanding that it is going to be nothing but a benefit to your health to start taking in more fruit, um, especially whole fruit. I'm not talking about juices or purees or, or smoothies or anything like that. I'm talking about whole fruits. And it is, you know, if you're kind of timid about fruits and you're still kind of in that mindset of carb restriction, which if you follow me at all, that you know that this is not where my head is with regards to uh, proper eating. But if you're still in that framework or that headspace of, oh, I can't eat that because it's too many carbs, um, start with your low glycemic fruits, like your berries. So any berry that you have or can get your hands on is going to be low glycemic. And I want you to take them in. I want you to take them in on a daily basis and then get used to incorporating more fruit into your life, apples, oranges, which tend to be a little bit higher on the glycemic index, but these are going to be, again, so beneficial. Um, cherries, uh, grapes, watermelon, you're not only getting your hydration from them, but you're also getting you know, some really healthy, good sugars. Sugar is not the bad guy. Carbs are not the bad guys here. It is a combination of the, the the type of sugar, first of all, that you're taking in, so the processed sugars, and what you're taking in with it. So if your body isn't able to process the sugar properly, especially a fruit sugar, um, it is not going to be to your benefit. So again, not really what I wanted to talk about today. I didn't want to keep it all heavy and, and sciencey because I tend to go in that direction. But understanding that I, I don't want you to restrict yourself of anything that is good in life. And fruit is one of those good things in life that is nature's candy. And I didn't make that up. <laughs> um, but it is one of those things that is going to be so incredibly beneficial for you. So putting together a fruit bowl, why not make it happy and nice and enjoyable? So you can cut a cantaloupe in half, hollow it out, um, cut up the removed pieces of cantaloupe and use the cantaloupe half as a bowl and, you know, put some really wonderful cherries and, and plums and whatever fruit that you might have that's on sale that week at the grocery store or that you're grabbing off your tree or, or that you've gone and picked yourself. Put those fruits in there, make it pretty, um, chop up a little bit of mint and put that on too. And just enjoy it as much as possible. Put it in a, in a container, in the fridge, a glass container and have it on the ready. So when you uh, come in from a walk or you've come in from a hot day out traveling through the, you know, the, the urban jungle, uh, a long day at work, 
or, you know, and you just want something that's going to refresh you and lighten you up and yet still um, quench that need perhaps for something sweet, a fr you know, a small bowl of fruit is going to be an amazing, amazing, amazing thing for you. So um, for those of you that really enjoy your salads during the summer, one of the salads that, I mean, seems to be persistent and consistent through the ages is the Caesar salad. There's many, many different ways that you can eat a Caesar salad. Um, I was first introduced to them back in the 80s, and it seems to be one of those things that just seems to be timeless. It, it goes with everything. You can make it a meal onto its own. You can add it as a side um, portion. You can, you know, add different things to it. And that's what we're looking at with regards to a Caesar salads today. So this version actually has some tomatoes in them that's going to beef it up a little bit and make it more into a meal by itself. Um, tomatoes are really, really great because um, they have a little bit of lycopene in them. Now, these tomatoes that we're talking about today are raw, but normally to increase the, the intake of lycopene from tomatoes, you're going to want to have them cooked um, because you're going to get more, obviously, from the tomato at that point. but the lycopene is actually responsible for healthy plaque-free circulatory system. So it really does clean things out quite a bit uh, with regards to your, um, your blood. Um, and of course, there's always the option to add something like chicken or shrimp as a protein for my carnivore friends. Or for my vegetarian and vegan friends, you can use um, a marinated tofu, which would be amazing in this, or just leave it all out altogether. If you find that you're getting enough protein, you don't have to have the extra protein in this meal. It just makes it a little bit more substantial if you're adding that extra protein. So all you're going to need is about six to eight leaves of romaine lettuce. So, you know, those packages of three of romaine lettuce and you're going to get them out, chop the end off, and just open them up. And they're going to be like little bolts. And you're going to take your protein, if you're adding your protein, and making sure that it's, you know, fairly big chunks. Um, you're going to dice your tomato, um, grate up some Parmesan cheese, a pinch of black pepper, and maybe two or three tablespoons of your favorite Caesar dressing. You're going to put all those into a bowl and mix them up and then you're going to take those pieces of the protein whatever it is that you happen to be enjoying at the, that day your tomato um and 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 start putting them on a skewer um for your diced tomatoes actually you can even use cherry tomatoes at that point too so you can put like a piece of chicken a cherry tomato um you know and just kind of um layer those out throughout your um throughout your skewer and have those kind of on on the sticks and then obviously your dressing is already on that as well too you can even sprinkle a little bit more parm on that if you want and you're going to arrange those in the lettuce leaves themselves and just you know a different version or a different variation of your um Caesars. And this way too, you can actually eat these with your fingers. So you, uh, you know, you're going to, you know, you can layer them throughout the lettuce leaf and take the skewer out obviously, and then just enjoy them like a wrap even. Uh, it's just a wonderful, again, op opportunity to 
have the same ingredients, but in a different form, which makes it exciting and, and you know, something different to look forward to. So the, la um, the next one I want to talk about is just making up a nice summer stir fry. So again, not using the kitchen too long, not using the heat too, too long to, you know, heat up your house or your home and something that's really, really quick. Um, veggies are obviously going to be great for you in any form. And when you stir fry them, they're going to, you just, you're almost like you're just kissing them very quickly with a little bit of heat and, um, which does actually help to have a little bit of uh, more bioavailability of the nutrients and, you know, but you're not overcooking them to the point where they're depleted of any nutrients. So, you know, you can whip up a really quick summer stir fry in about 15 minutes. And, you know, all you're going to need maybe is perhaps um, a half a, a quarter head of cabbage. It's going to be cut into really thin shreds. Um, half of a, a medium sized onion, maybe, and a red bell pepper, half a one or a full one, um, half a cup of broccoli. And then, you know, a little bit of garlic and a couple of tablespoons of olive oil, some ground pepper again maybe a sprig of basil and a couple of tablespoons of soy or uh, teriyaki sauce, not a lot. And you can even water that down with a little bit of water as well too. So you can put your oil in the pan, heat the pan up until it's hot. And then you're going to add your broccoli and cook it and, and then your peppers and onions and cook them until they're softened up, toss in the cabbage and the garlic, stirring you know, frequently all the time. This is this is hot stuff, so you're going fast with this. And you try not to make it burn, but you're cooking it at the same time. And then you take it off the heat, you add some sauces, and it's ready to go. You can add that to, or you can add to that, um, you know, a quarter cup or half a cup of grains or uh, rice, rice or grains, the same thing. Some of my favorites that I find that these are new to me, so I'm kind of eating them all the time right now. One of them is um, farro. It is a gluten grain. So, you know, if you're going towards a gluten-free grain, you're going to go more towards your rices or your millets or your amaranth or your quinoa. But right now I'm really into um, farro and I just love it. And I and I make little like Buddha bowls out of these things. So I would have a little bit of this stir fry vegetable. I would have a little bit of the um, greens underneath. So maybe spinach or mixture of spinach and kale or um, spring greens. And then have the, the stir fry, like I said, and then um, the millet. And then, you know, have a nice maybe... Uh, hummus dressing on it uh, as opposed to the teriyaki dressing or um, and then maybe some raw cucumber um, depending upon the flavors that are in the bowl I maybe put some olives maybe a little bit of feta cheese you know depending upon what like this is more of a if you use teriyaki sauce obviously you're going towards more of an oriental flavoring um, so I wouldn't, or you could add even some fruit to that. You could put in some um, pineapple if you want with that to make it more like a sweet and sour. The possibilities are endless and it's really just what you have in the fridge and what you are kind of craving that day. So I encourage you to explore a little bit further. 
world is opening back up. And I'm concerned about you, my friend. Are you ready? Is your body ready? Things have shifted. There's no denying that. The world has shifted. And the opportunities to keep you healthy are more important than ever right now. Are you doing everything possible for your body? Are you doing everything possible to stay healthy for your friends and family? This is why I have set up a free call for you to connect with me and just chat and see where you're at, where you're going, and how we can make it better together. So follow the link in the show notes and set up an appointment so we can talk one-on-one about real stuff, about your health and how your future looks. It concerns me and I want you to have the best opportunity that you can going forward. I look forward to talking to you. Welcome back. So we're going to continue this conversation about some summer healthy, healthy summer recipes. And of course, we can't do that if we don't talk about barbecuing and grilling. Now, I guess depending upon what part of the country you're in, um, you use a char charbroil uh, grill or barbecue or uh, you use open flame. There's lots of different ways to do it. I'm not really going to discuss a little bit about that. I did discuss about the, the um, how charred food, and I'm talking black food, uh, really is a bit of a carcinogen. So you really want to be careful about to the extent that you're grilling or barbecuing your food. And, uh, you know, this is just allowing the opportunity for some outdoor cooking, um, some, a little bit of smoke, uh, a little bit of blackened edges, but, you know, again, being very careful about that as well too. So, like I said, you can't really talk about summer foods if you without talking about grilling. And, you know, you don't have to have meat. It doesn't have to be a meat-based grill. I've actually kind of perfected the whole vegetarian, uh, vegetable kind of uh, grilling opportunities within my own household. I'm kind of patting myself on the back. Uh, but... Uh, because when I became vegetarian and my children actually became vegetarian of their own choice, you know, we still didn't want to have no opportunity to have grilled foods because we do love them. It, it is part of our culture. It's part of who we are. It's part of what we love during the summertime. It's it's just tradition. And what is food if if, if it is not tradition and ritual? and enjoyment. So learning to shift gears a little bit and really kind of taught myself how to uh, go towards grilling fruits and vegetables 
and making it excellent and a healthy meal and still enjoying the summer um, on the outside of the of the house uh, was, you know, kind of the thing that I've, like I said, I've perfected over the years for myself. Anyways, I'm I'm far from being a chef by any means. So um, these are just kind of tips that I'm going to pass along for the novice cook in your household. You can actually cook them actual over fire or, um, you know, to bring in a lot of smoke. So you can get a lot of different smoke chips to um, add to the fire, applewood smoke. Uh, I don't do it very often, so I don't know a lot of them, but there's a lot of different flavors that you could add with regards to the type of smoke or um, flavoring of the foods you know, just to really make those taste buds dance a little bit. But you're probably, you know, going to just have the basics, like me. Uh, we have a gas grill, and um, we barbecue, you know, a couple times a week when we can, weather permitting. And I really like to have a lot of things on hand just for that opportunity alone. So really, I like to have a lot of big, chunky vegetables. So zucchini, tomato slices, sometimes I'll just cut them in half. Uh, yellow, green, red peppers, um, big, big sweet onions, uh, red onions, uh, potatoes are always going to be on the, that list. And you're just going to take exactly what you want. Um, and you can add them to anything. For just a simple veggie medley, you can, you know, have a very basic recipe of onions, like I said, yellow peppers, tomato slices, perhaps, zucchini slices. And you know, you're always going to want to have some sort of foil, tin foil, or um, non-stick kind of uh, flooring on these. Putting them right on the grill takes a little bit of practice. My barbecue is not the best and you know instead of spraying all kinds of olive oil and dousing the vegetables in olive oil which you know I was trying to keep away from too much oil. Uh, you, I use, I use uh, tin baking cooking trays or you can wrap things in foil as well too. You're going to want to drizzle a little bit of oil on things, seasoned with salt, uh, Himalayan salt usually, or sea salt, ground black pepper, um, maybe a little bit of garlic, seasonings, oregano, thyme, whatever tickles your fancy. And, you know, and then just have them on the grill and making sure that the grill is hot. First of all, you place the veggies onto the grill in the foil and let them cook about 15 minutes, depending upon the heat. And once the vegetables are slightly softened and, you know, a little bit blackened, you're going to remove them to a bowl or a plate and just toss them all together. One of the things I like to do is with tomatoes is to have them scoop out the insides and put some sort of grain or cooked grain or um, or um, perhaps um, a cheese uh, or with herbs and, and different things in them. Something that gives it a nice, um, wonderful yumminess about them. So, I mean, you could put uh, a little bocaccini, 
uh, ball in there with a little bit of basil and drizzle it with olive oil. That would be an amazing little thing. You could use cream cheese that you've put together with a bunch of herbs that you really like. Um, you can do um, croutons. So you can do like maybe a little uh, stuffing with croutons and seasonings. Um, you could even put a meatball in there <laughs> might take a little bit longer to cook but you know if you have cooked meatballs little ones you could put those in there with a little bit of um parmesan cheese whatever your fancy i mean is it is only limited by your imagination and you can also do this with mushrooms now mushrooms are a vegetarian's best friend because they give you that meaty consistency. So if you go towards your little um, bell mushroom, no, what do they call them? Those round white mushrooms, they're good. I mean, you can get the nice big ones and uh, take the top of the, um, the stems off of them, clean them up a little bit. And you can put those same kind of uh, fillings that we we're talking about with the tomatoes in those as well too. I like to go for the big, uh, portobello mushrooms those are really wonderful you can grill them up just having um, even just a little bit of oil on them and you can make them into like a hamburger kind of situation if you don't have any um, um, you know ready-made veggie burgers uh, you could use those and just with some salt and pepper but mushrooms are amazing because they're so extremely nutrient dense they contain massive amounts of selenium potassium copper and protein. So for my people that are trying to get that little bit extra protein, mushrooms can be an amazing opportunity for that. Um, you don't want to overcook them too much because then they get a little bit too soft and, and there's a lot of water in mushrooms too. So they're going to be dripping into different things, but you can actually mix up um, some Parmesan cheese and basil flakes, a little bit of pepper and salt. You don't sprinkle those over any kind of fruit or veg, sorry, vegetable that you might be grilling to make um, mushrooms included. And like I said, you could hollow them out and put all kinds of different wonderful um, fillings in them. Even with your big portobello mushrooms, you can, you know, clean them up and you can have like a little bruschetta kind of mixture in there. Oh, my mouth is watering, if you can tell, I'm not talking very well. <laughs> but these are really a lot of great opportunities for you to explore again with your mushroom um, mushroom bites. One of the things that my family does love is um, when I put a cream cheese mixture in the mushroom bites themselves. So you're looking at some, uh, what do they call them, like stuffed mushrooms, um, but healthier versions of it and for my vegetarian or vegan friends you can there's lots of opportunities nowadays to find um a dairy-free cream cheese that you can use in the same capacity um you could also use hummus uh, if you're if you make your own hummus which is one of those things that is amazingly to make so easy uh you could use hummus or you could even use beans or you can use anything I mean it's just the possibilities are endless uh, one of the things that I do love especially in the spring is to grill up some asparagus so asparagus is very very high in B vitamins and contains great doses of anti-inflammatories and antioxidants if you have the opportunity to grow your own asparagus please try it out because there's nothing better in the springtime um 
you know, you can take asparagus and, you know, you can take maybe, let's see, you know, 20 asparagus spears, uh, you know, half a bunch of cherry tomatoes, um, some sliced onions, and put them all in a, a foil bag or just make yourself a foil bag uh, for the grill and sprinkle them with a little bit of garlic, sea salt, ground pepper, maybe a little bit of cumin or paprika for something a little bit different and a little bit of lemon juice. And you have got some amazing, amazing mouth-watering goodness in a bag, so much full of flavor and so much full of goodness for you that I can't even express. I don't know, maybe this is why I don't do episodes with regards to food because my mouth is just watering now and it's only 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and so um, I'm going to have to go and have some breakfast, I guess. But yeah, the, when it comes to grilling your foods and, you know, summertime foods especially, try to get as fresh as you can. Try to get and keep them as fresh as you can. Uh, don't overcook them. Uh, you're going to cook out the goodness in them. Explore a little bit. Try something new each summer. Um, go towards a new vegetable that you have never tried before. And if you don't like it, well, you don't like it, but at least you tried it. Try um, one of the things that I tried this spring has been fiddleheads. And these are things that are very much in excess in in the area that I live and it's something that I've never never had before so trying them this spring um, I didn't grill them up but I you know slightly sauteed them and put them in a, um, a stir fry was an amazing experience just to figure out what was the best way to eat them for my family and for myself which way we like to have them and you know it's just another great opportunity for a diversity of phytonutrients to, that are going to be incorporated into your body. Try something new. Um, take your old favorites and shift them to a lighter um, version of them for the summertime. Um, you know, the heavy Caesar salad that we talked about earlier, perhaps making it lighter, trying out maybe tofu, uh, grilling tofu, marinated goat tofu. Um, or you can try something like a halloum cheese or a paneer cheese that is not quite, um, it doesn't melt on the grill, but you can skewer those up as well too and have them as part of your Caesar salad, you're going to get a lot of protein from that as well, too. Just just some wonderful things. Add some fruit to your grilling as well, too. You can grill up pineapple, um, and it's just an amazing thing. Um, what else can you grill? Oh, goodness, you can grill anything. Like strawberries, whatever you want. You can have a grilled fruit salad, for goodness sakes. That sounds amazing. So explore a little bit. and. Just look at the opportunities around you and don't don't bypass the produce aisle just because you don't know how to put it together. Um, follow the links in the show notes to get towards some really cool recipes. And if you don't like these recipes, just Google it. Everybody knows how to Google these days um, and, and explore. And if you come up with some really great ones, let me know in the comments below. 
I would love to hear what you love to eat during the summertime. Take care. Hey, I just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to a new program that's available now, but it's pretty much available all the time. Diet, obesity, and metabolic syndrome are very much linked to various cancers. We kind of know this and may account for as much as 30 to 35% of cancer deaths, indicating that a reasonably good fraction of cancer deaths can be prevented simply by modifying our diet. And the fact that chronic inflammation is closely linked to the exasperation of tumor producing pathways, well, that's just fancy talk for, it makes a big difference to be able to reduce our inflammation in our body. Extensive research actually has revealed that diet consisting of fruits, vegetables, spices, and grains has the potential to prevent cancer. I think most of us kind of know that these days, but where do we start? How do we go from the standard American diet, that sad diet, to the one that will keep us away from the doctor's office? In my experience, it starts with a seasonal cleanse. But look, we're not trying to be perfect here. And we all know that pizza tastes great, barbecue and beer happens, and you know, it's hard. It's really hard to shift and make those big, big changes overnight. But I have an easy compromise for you. It's one that really just goes between what we should be eating and what we are eating. I mean, because it's hard to give up the good things in life and keep your body clean at the same time. They make it really, really hard. But we do want to fight disease. We want to fight against the process of those genes that are expressing in our bodies. We want to not have to be given the diagnosis. And I've got an easy way for you to go through that. It's just a seasonal cleanse. I mean, on a quarterly basis, once a season, we go for about 14 days, two weeks of cleaning up your body, getting your liver back to square one, balancing and enabling the body to take on a much, a much needed breather. Um, a, a breather from the chemicals and the food additives and the colorings and the pesticides, the unhealthy fats, the sugars, the genetically modified foods, the toxins. I could stay here all day talking to you about this, but we just want to get that sludge out of the body. We just want to clean things up and all it takes is 14 days. By allowing the body to clean up and restore itself, it actually increases your chances of having clearer skin, less GI stress, better sleeps, less moodiness, and even losing a couple of pounds. Not to mention the fact that it boosts your immune system and improves your chances of not having to get that diagnosis. When we give a body the chance to really come to a place where it's doing the job that it needs to do, basically keeping you healthy, it can do that work. And by allowing our bodies to clean up for 14 days, 
it gives that chance to us. It really increases our chances of not getting a diagnosis. And I want that for you. I want that for everybody. A seasonal cleanse is a really good place to start. I mean, like I said, it's hard to give up you know, going to birthday parties and not having a piece of cake and going out and not having a nice glass of wine or whatever. And these things sometimes can be very detrimental if we don't give our bodies a chance to clean up once in a while. Because those toxins build up and build up and build up and they, they hoard like a hoarder's house. It just it builds upon itself and, and it gets very, very hard for the body to do the work that it needs to do. But by incorporating a cleanse on a seasonal basis, it can really, really make a big difference. And that's why I offer that to everybody on a on a you know on a regular basis and the summer cleanse is going on now and I want you to be able to take the opportunity to take a look at it and incorporate it into your health journey so I've left a link in the show notes for you to begin your cleanse today and if you have any questions just reach out <music>